0: It must Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 134 of the season show, a.k.a. the start of season three. I know it's been a very, very long time, but I kind of want to treat this time as an actual off season. You know, things kind of happen along the way, you go through trials and tribulations, but I'm glad to be back. Glad to be consistent with you guys. And um, I'm excited for season three as well, too. So like I normally always do, season two was a success. Had a great time. Invited Terrence, invited Carl. Those two are my consistent co-hosts. So I appreciate you guys coming along as well too for this journey and see where things kind of take us as well too. To rehash the last episode of season two, which was episode one hundred and thirty-three, it was Carl, myself, and Terrence Whaley, and basically we just gave our afterthoughts on on the finals, and um, you know ended up being a crazy off season. Uh, so you know. NBA is uh, definitely a reoccurring cycle, so I love it. Always some things to talk about as well, too, but I'm more excited to talk about, you know, things that have just transpired, NBA Media Day, all that good stuff as well, too. But before we get into today's hottest topics, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my co-host, Carl Conyers. How you been, man?
1: Been all right, man. You know, long days, but I'm glad to... Be here. I appreciate you having me here. Mm -hmm. Um, And looking forward to, honestly, like we were saying just before this started, I'm just very much looking forward to this next season. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So
0: did you start your NBA Fantasy Basketball League already?
1: Nah, nah. Because the NBA don't start until uh, Halloween.
0: Okay. Well, I'm down. I'm down again. Um, I'm probably going to lose again because I just... (laughs) Pick players that always get hurt, but we'll see what happens this year. I'm well, down.
1: Well, hopefully with what we're going to talk about, we going to play a little <laughs> bit more this year.
0: Let's see. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so, yeah, let's get into the hottest topics. Ooh, sorry about that one. Get into the hottest topics. You can go ahead and get started now. Terrence is MIA right now, a little sick under the weather, so we will see him next episode. So let's get started right now. The moment we've all been waiting for. Damian Lillard, man. We've been talking episodes on episodes on episodes about loyalty versus X, Y, and Z. He finally left a situation for Portland. Obviously, we all thought the whole world thought he was going to go to Miami. It just seemed like it was just made a match made in heaven, which it could have been a match made in heaven. But this might be a better match made in heaven. So there was a blockbuster trade not too long ago. The Bucks received Damian Lillard. And then Drew Holiday got traded to the Blazers. DeAndre Ayton got traded to the Blazers. The Bucs also gave up their 2029 first-round pick, unprotected, and then swap rights on the Bucks' 2028 and 2030 pick as well, too. Now we're going to dive into, you know, the Celtics, the Blazers, but let's focus on not only Damian Lillard, but the Bucks. What are your thoughts, my guy?
1: Uh, one, I, I just, like, want to echo. It's crazy. I think everybody thought he was going to end up with the Heat. And it did seem like an amazing situation. So it's crazy that not only did he get traded somewhere else, but it's a bit, to me, I feel like it's definitely a better situation. Um, which is, it's you know, I think that that's really the best outcome for everybody. Um, I, I'm really excited. I think Dame next to Giannis, like Dame's mentioned, like the pick and roll with them, I feel like it's going to be crazy. <laughs> then you combine, like, You have a team now that can make up for a lot of Dame's defensive deficiencies, Mm -hmm. especially in Brooke Lopez and Giannis. Like, I don't think he's ever played with an all-defense caliber player. yeah. Um, Outside of Tybal came last year, but he didn't make that team like last year, you know, so Mm -hmm. I think those guys playing together, um, the way that they're going to be able to cover each other up, because we all know, like, Giannis can, of course, get you 30 and 12 easy, but... He's not really the guy you want taking jump shots and stuff in the end of games. Mm-hmm. And so that's where Chris Middleton used to come in handy. Now you have Chris Middleton and Dame. And so it feels like now, you know, Chris Middleton's kind of an injury prone. So it feels as if even now, if he does miss time, it's not going to be as dire as it was before for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you yeah, know, it's exciting. I, I think the league outdoes itself every year with all the drama <laughs> and everything. But, uh, yeah, I think this is is great for everybody.
0: Yeah, man, I'm excited. Like you said, Dame has never played with another superstar. Um, so it's going to be great to see how things pan out. I mean, there's a couple of red flags right now. Defensively, I'm just worried about how they're going to be on the perimeter, but rim protection is going to be great. They got Bobby Porter's. They got Giannis who's been defensive player the year before, right? And then they got Brooke Lopez as well, too. So I like that. But like you said, Chris Middleton hasn't been healthy these past two years. We'll see what happens with that. But like you said, that pick and roll is going to be crazy. And now Giannis really can kind of sit back and let Middleton and Dame close. So that's one thing, even when we watched last year in the playoffs, like even though Giannis was hurt, those games he came back, they were relatively pretty close games, but they just could not close, and they were just turnover prone as well, too. So – I'm excited to see how things pan out. I think it's one of those things where they're just going to seamlessly just work out. Um, obviously, a lot of teams, when they have superstars come together, it's a little growing period. But I think they're going to start off uh, relatively pretty strong as well, too. I'm also a little – I don't really know too much about their head coach situation as well, too, um, him being a rookie. So that's going to be interesting to kind of – I don't remember his name. Yeah, but someone – I guess Giannis just greenlit it, um. So we'll see how that we'll see how that pans out as well too. But man, speaking of Cronin, you think it was some some beef he had with Pat Riley? Uh,
1: you know, at first on the first trade, I did think like this isn't even better than what you were gonna get from the Heat. Mm-hmm. But now that they've also flipped Drew that it was the best trade. It's crazy. I feel like it was the best trade out there for them, mm-hmm. and it was the best situation for a mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't think it's really uh, – I don't really have – even if it came to it not being as great of a trade, I don't think it had anything to do with Pat Riley. I think it had everything to do with him feeling like he didn't want to get pushed around.
0: Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that as well, too. And he's a new GM. He wants to make – he wants things to kinda of go his way as well too. Uh so I mean I respect it as well too. Like you said, he he kinda of flipped all that into multiple first round picks and um he got the big man that he was looking for. So uh we're gonna see how things kinda of pan out with that. With the with Dame and, and Giannis together, um, you know, what do you think they're you think it gonna be that because that, I remember last year we were talking about, you know, top duos as far as like scoring wise combined. You think they're gonna be think you think they're gonna be up there?
1: I definitely do. Um, I, I mean, you have you have two guys who just last season averaged 30. So, of course, I don't think that's going to happen, but I think they could each average north of 25 mm-hmm. um, and then have Chris Middleton come in somewhere 18, you know, get your usual 15 out of Bobby Portis and uh, Brooke Lopez. So, yeah, i I don't know if I see them as like the highest scoring duo next year. Mm-hmm. Especially honestly, I feel like that might end up being uh well, they added Beal, so I'm not sure. But I think it might be Katie and Book. We'll see how that how that goes.
0: Yeah. That's gonna be that. interesting with Beal as well, too. Um I I remember last year I said it was gonna be Luca and the uh, oh, Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah. I, I think I I'm know. still selling on Luca and Kyrie. We'll see. Uh, what do you see the, the – I mean, obviously injuries play a huge thing as well too, but what do you see uh, – because the East is top-heavy yet again, but where do you see the the Bucks ending up this year, Season
1: wise I think this year there's a clear-cut 1-2. Um, I don't think it's really close. I mean, the, the Heat, of course, would probably be like third, but that's just based off of – I feel like you have to have respect for them. But I still can't act like they're a great regular season team, mm-hmm. and they, even the past t- two times they made it to the finals, they were not a great regular season team. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a clear cut, Bucks and Celtics. Okay. I don't see anybody even being close to me. Cleveland, I thought Cleveland would might have been close, but to me, they proved last year in the playoffs they're not really there yet. Lights too bright. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't really see it being anyone. The only one I feel like could stop them from, I guess, meeting in the conference finals would be Miami, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. The super team stopper. Um, cool, 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 cool. So, Drew Holiday obviously got traded to the Blazers, and then obviously there was reports he's going to get traded immediately as well, too. I was thinking it was either going to be Miami, the Clippers, um, or the Boston Celtics. Obviously, Boston had a lot of assets as well, too, and he ended up on the Boston Celtics, so... Celtics gave using up them too. Right?
1: Like they had they didn't had all these picks forever and they just every time somebody was up, they're like, ah no, nah, we're just gonna keep all these picks. So.
0: Exactly, exactly. So they gave up Malcolm Brogdon, they gave up Robert Williams, and they gave up two first round draft picks as well. Too what are your thoughts on Drew Celtic Drew Holiday to the Celtics?
1: Uh, I think it's great. I mean, especially for the losing Robert Williams is really tough for them, but he honestly has been very injury prone the last couple of years. So they've had to play a lot without him. And even when he has played most of the time, they've had him on a minutes restriction because he's coming back from an injury or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be tough, but I feel like that it's something they've kind of already been without. And then Malcolm Brogdon disappeared last year in the playoffs, um, whether it was injury or whatever. He, you know, I don't think that they're not going to miss something that they didn't really have. And also Clearly, he had some, he still has some type of injury because that's why they, I can't remember what you're trade, to, get was trade to the Clippers. Exactly, yeah. Um, so I think the Celtics improved because you already had traded away Marcus Smart. So now you're bringing in another defensive guard to replace him, who I feel like everybody feels like Drew Holiday is a better defender than Marcus Smart. Hell yeah. Um, and then Derek White had become their best perimeter defender at the end of the year. So now you have two top-tier per- perimeter defenders. Uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are good at defense. And you still have 3,900-year-old Al-, Al Horford down there holding down the fourth. So. <laughs> oh, and they got Porzingis. I forgot about that. Too. Yeah, so I, I, I think for them this was uh, a, a great trade. They didn't really lose a whole lot, and they gained a lot. And really, for me, the last thing is the ball handler aspect. Mm -hmm. Like Marcus Smart was a makeshift point guard. Drew is really a point guard, and he'll take, he'll lighten that load where we see so many turnovers out of Brown and Tatum. Yeah,
0: I was literally about to say as well, too. They finally get the quintessential point guard they were kind of looking for as well, too, because injury history with Michael Brown, like you said, and then also Marcus Smart as well, too. Offensively, they got firepower, man. I don't really see any weaknesses. And I'm trying to figure out what their starting lineup is going to be in my head right now. I think they're just going to try to go big to start off. So I think Al Horford is going to be in the front court with Porzingis, and they're going to have Tatum at the 3, Brown at the 2, and Drew at the 1.
1: Yep. How you feel about that? Yeah, I, I feel like that's exactly what it's going to be. Um, yeah, Probably Al at the – honestly, I don't know how they're going to do 4 and 5. I would say Al should be the 4 because he's smaller, but – Bazinga is one of those guys who doesn't like playing center, even though he's a center. So yeah.
0: I wonder how that pick and roll gonna be though, <laughs> with well, both of them.
1: Yeah, I mean they, that's that's the greatest thing is they have spacing. Yeah, their bigs can shoot, and all their wings and guards can shoot. Mm-hmm. So their pick and roll with whoever is gonna be pretty dangerous because you have to, you can't really, you know, help off anybody. <laughs> that's gonna be crazy. I think they're actually gonna end up
0: being the number one seed. And um, he's second time around with Joe. Looked at his NBA media day. Looks like he's he's locked in, and he's he's really keying in on defense this year um, as opposed to offense. So I'm kind of looking forward to that as well too, because that's one thing they kind of lost their defensive identity once Emi Udoka left. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that as well too. Um,
1: did, he, did he get another job? He he's on Houston. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm curious to see their bench though. Um, I don't. I'm not kind of. I mean, I know in the playoffs it gets cut down to seven, eight players, but. I wonder how Derek their bench White. is going to – Derek Who White, else? Luke
1: Cornett. Damn, actually, I don't know um, any of their Pritchard, Pritchard, that the rookie that they got. Williams, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Pritchard don't play in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I,
0: apparently for media day, he's going to – Brad Stevens. I mean, I don't think it's up to him. Brad Stevens said he wanted him to stay because he wants him to have a bigger role. Mm. We'll see. So it looks like Derek White, Pritchard, Luke Cornett. The rookie that they have, but they don't normally play rookies too much like that. Um so we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how things kinda pan out for them as well, too. So this should be the Eastern Conference Finals preview, in my opinion.
1: Oh yeah, I'm looking at they that is gonna be something I feel like the Celtics have been pretty deep the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at their reserves. Derek White, yes, is is gonna be great. But Peyton Pritchard, I guess maybe they're saying he's improved. We'll see. And then it's Luke Cornett, O'Shea Brissett, and Sam Hauser. Mm. Uh, so that is gonna be kind of tough.
0: They're definitely gonna stagger.
1: They have a lot of minutes. their their whole starting lineup is great though. So you think they got the best starting five right now on paper? I think uh, it might be between them and the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks starting five is nice too. It's really nice. Yeah. So I was, <laughs> and honestly, I don't know what. Um, well. Uh, their center's probably not gonna be that good. But mm-hmm. I was gonna say the the Warriors. Ew, Draymond Green out too for like six weeks. Oh, what happened? He's high
0: ankle sprain. Damn. Yeah <laughs> they they, they said <laughs> they said this today. They came out with a report from Steve Kerr, and he said that I am assuming he thinks Clay's like completely washed now defensively for as far as premier defense goes. He they said to the start off the year he's gonna guard fours. That's so crazy. right now the projected start line will at least going into um, preseason. CP at the 1, Steph at the 2, Wiggins at the 3, Clay at the 4, and Looney at the (laughs) 5. And they old, too. I mean, Looney's, what, 27? Wiggins, like,
1: 28? Looney and Wiggins are smooth, but the other ones are old. (sighs) Steph, though. Steph has gotten better over the years. Steph is one of those, like, I only say LeBron-type person only because of uh, just the longevity of it, like we don't usually see like LeBron use it, but with 35 people aren't still in their prime and like Steph hasn't slowed down at all. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Mm. Interesting. And the goat himself dominating got traded to the blazers. Obviously there's been rumors these past couple of years of his relationship with Monty, um, as well too. And then wanting to get paid, wanting to be more involved in the offense as well too. Well, today is his lucky day. He got traded to the blazers um, and then last year, Ayton came off of a great, relatively great year considering the option that he was in that offense, 18 points per game, 10 rebounds, 59% from the field, 76% from the free throw line, and he's going to be earning $30 million this year. So right now, it um, looks like Cronin did well. Like I said earlier, the current construction of that ro- roster as, for the time being, we don't know where these two are going to end up at right now. But they got Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, Obviously, their first-round pick is Scoot Henderson. They got Anthony Simons, Jeremy Grant, Kevin Knox The second Chris Murray, uh, Matisse Dibble, Shaden Sharp, Justice Winlow, and like I said, five future first-round picks. Uh, what Mary are your thoughts? Chris Murray's
1: brother, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, and he's solid, too. I saw him in the summer league when I was in Vegas. But what are your thoughts on Aiden to the Blazers, man, and, and the Blazers in general?
1: Uh, Kind of like we was talking about a little bit before. I think the Blazers did a really good job and. Navigating through this this whole situation and holding out until they were able to find the best deals for everything. Uh, I know they they already came out and said that uh, they are going to be trading Malcolm Brogdon. Okay, so they that's. They don't want to add any more. They don't want anybody any guards to take They're away. Too from guard him. heavy, yeah, yeah, from Scoot and Anthony and Shaden. So we know he's gonna be gone. But otherwise, I think uh, and we did discuss this a little bit. Robert Williams and De- DeAndre Ayton to me are. Not to unless Da about to come out and start shooting threes all of a sudden, um, <laughs> they they don't really need to share the court. He got that little pick and pop. Yeah, so <laughs> uh I'm hoping that they are going to move Robert Williams because I feel like they're both starting centers, mm-hmm. and so I would just kind of hate for him to have to be relegated to small town role, small role.
0: It's crazy because earlier you said you know obviously you know he has he's been injured these past couple years and plays you know, restricted minutes. So, I mean, it could potentially work if DeAndre's playing, what, like 30, 35, and then he gets that 15, 20, maybe. I don't know.
1: But it, I feel like that's – if, say, like right now, he's going to be coming into the season healthy, yeah. he's not going to – like it's understandable when you're coming off the injury, but that's I just true. feel like he's not going to want to be playing just 15 minutes because he knows he can – I was I was the starting center on a Western Conference final scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean – you know, we'll see. But I, I like their their team is young. They, I feel like, have a direction in their rebuild already, mm-hmm. which is is very nice considering a lot of teams going to rebuild and it kind of just feels aimless. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we have to see if these guys are going to pan out. But I think Shaden already looked nice. Anfernee can at least get you buckets. Mm-hmm. Um, we already know DeAndre Aiden at least is going to give you Eighteen and ten at minimum, yeah, exactly. So, you
0: think his productivity is going to go up this year? Because I feel like I think it's going to go up this year, but by like year two, Scoop, I, I think Scoot's going to kind of t- just take over. I
1: don't, especially getting paid thirty a year. It'll be interesting because if his points do go up, his field goal percentage I feel like is going to come down a lot mm-hmm. because is since Chris Paul got there he was never really having to work for his shot. That's true. He was pretty much just getting pick and rolls mm-hmm. with one of the best point guards of all time. Yeah. Um. So it, I think that will be interesting. If he does have an expanded game, we'll finally get to see more of it. I'm not saying that he doesn't, but I feel like in the system they had, it was never really put on display. So, I mean, the biggest thing about him is he's young. I feel like he's still... Can potentially get better, a lot of times as well with these young players. Like if you know you're not liking where you're at, and you actually finally get to a new environment where it's it's better for everybody. Sometimes that can bring out better play as well. But yeah, like you're saying, I don't really expect him to be the star of this team. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's gonna be to me. I think it's gonna end up being their backcourt of Shaden and Scoot. Yeah. I think Anthony is going to be a really high-level, like, Jordan Clarkson-type six-man. Oh, six man.
0: interesting. Okay, okay. That's interesting. And Chauncey Billups is there, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure he already has the respect from him. Um, and I think he's going to get the best out of not only, you know, the young players he has, but definitely out of Aiton as well, too.
1: Yeah, and they did I – I heard this uh, as well. They're looking to trade Jeremy Grant, but they can't do it until, like, halfway through the season. Cause yeah, because he got that deal, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Damn. Yeah, I mean, on paper they look good, but yeah, if you said Malcolm going, Rob Williams probably going to go. They, they're just going to—they're just going to be OKC at that point, just flipping them so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's going to be even better. Like they'll probably get another young player that gives you more. Jeremy Grant doesn't need to be getting minutes on this team because they're not trying to be good, you yeah. know. <laughs> so, <laughs> now nah, that makes sense. Okay,
0: cool. Um, James Harden is the latest saga as well too. Yesterday, he didn't attend media day and training camp. Looks like he's seeking a trade. And then um, Wolves came out again as well, too. James Harden wants a trade. He wants to make the 76ers uncomfortable. So uncomfortable, ultimately, they don't think they'll get the best out of him and make a trade as well, too. Obviously, we know um, this guy has been a mercenary, unsatisfied in Houston, came in basically a fat suit, got traded to the Nets, and quitting on the Nets. Forced his way to the 76ers. and now he wants his way out of the 76ers right now. Last year they could have easily went to the Conference Finals slash NBA Finals, but looks like uh you know the brights the lights were too bright for them as well too. But you know Harden had a great year, about what twenty one points, led the league in assist. Um, damn near averaged a triple double as well too. But it looks like to me the biggest thing was he got promised him on the back end getting paid by taking that pay cut last year, and Daryl Morey isn't trying to give him the money from what he's been told. So it makes sense why he's disgruntled. But at the end of the day, you can't trust these people, you know what I'm saying, in position of power as well too. Um, what are your thoughts on this whole situation with James Harden, man? Why are you leaving my boy Joel and be hanging, man?
1: Man, that's that's what's so tough about this is I just feel like Joel, when you really look at it, the Sixers have been a dysfunctional organization for like the last 10, 15 years. <laughs> Like seriously, even like throughout the process thing and how they were treating all their players then, like they were basically, you know, trying to be bad every year and then they got a guy, for instance, like looking Nerlens Noel. Okay, you're when you can play your finally, we'll let you get a bunch of minutes. Now, we're bad again, we're going to get another person, cut your minutes and make you, you know, have no no development, no confidence in yourself as a player. They did the same thing to Local Okafor, like and then they just got again. lucky with Embiid. Yeah. That's literally it. They don't have any type of player development. Most of their players clearly get disgruntled, want to leave or do leave. I think it's tough for him. That's that's really first my biggest takeaway is I feel bad for Joel. But also, just last thing on that, I think Joel needs to do better himself.
0: But <laughs> Lights too bright. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, you know, Harden, it, it's crazy to me that we're at a point where he's now – trying to force his way off a third team. You know, like you said, you came into Houston in a fat suit, forced your way out. Mm-hmm. Then you didn't like how things were going in Brooklyn midway through the second season, you forced your way out. Yeah. Now here we are, again, only one and a half seasons in, and you're trying to force your way out. So to me it's like, where where can you really go? I know they're saying the Clippers, but who said? who's to say that they are willing to give up any real, like, of course, if we can get him for nothing, yeah, we'll take James Harden. Mm. But we're not going to give up any real assets for someone who is a rental. Is, he's on the last year of his deal anyway, isn't he? Because he just opted in. Yeah, you're he's right. He's only on one year, one year anyway. And who's to say he doesn't try and quit through halfway through this one year? That'd be nuts. I just wouldn't have any faith in it. There's, unless you can think of anybody, I don't know any player that's even forced their way out twice of a team. Kyrie? That one I feel like is a little different only because once James, once Harden left, they was, it wasn't it anymore. Yeah. But, but yeah, that is, okay. So, but also Kyrie had, (laughs) Kyrie was dealing with the exact same thing. Like who really wants him on, on their team? Mm -hmm. Is he really worth the trouble? And so like, there's only one other person that's done it twice. He's done it three times now. Yeah. Now that's nasty. And you can't I I just feel like you can't trust that in your locker room. You don't want to bring that attitude around a lot of your other especially if you have younger players on your team.
0: Like do you think the players are understanding towards his side of it? Like they're like, All right, like, I understand you your money, so do what you gotta do or just this part of them are like, yo, come on, bro, what the fuck?
1: I mean, I'll say they're they're all saying the right things. They, mm-hmm. they especially, you know, it was Media Day, so they they asked a lot of his teammates about it. They're all saying the right things, but I feel like you have to you know, I- internally, I know there's some sense of like, damn, you know, we only got what one or two tries at this. It's not like you play, you, you, hey, you had a, you had some games for sure, but it's not like you were carrying us through anything either. Um, so just to say that, you know, we feel like we can all do better and we have to, you have to build some type of chemistry I know we're talking about, like, Dame and the Bucks and other things. I think that's a little different to me. Um, But even with them, I feel like next year they will be better. I feel like they can still win this year, but next year they will be better just from having that continuity. So uh, I think it's it's tough to not know, especially, honestly, with this Sixers team, you know, this is the last – second time in the last three or so years where you're coming in, into training camp in the season not really knowing what your team's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And one of that, that piece is a star player. And
0: I feel bad for Nick Nurse as well, too. I wouldn't even have taken the job. Like, I, I feel like Nick Nurse would have been better suited for uh, – I feel like I knew they were going to keep Joe, but, like, if he took the Bucks job, like, that would have been even better. Or the Houston job, I thought he was going to take that. But, like, how does he – Because I I feel like he took the job knowing that Harden would be there long term. But if Harden was out, like, you got to scratch everything off now. And that kind of sucks. That's unfair to him.
1: Especially to be real, who who can the Clippers trade that is going to anywhere near replace the value of Harden?
0: Well, I'm looking at salaries first. So they'll probably try to get expiring contracts plus young talent. So maybe like a Marcus Morris senior to go with like a reunion back with Robert Covington, and then they probably get like Tyrese Maxey and draft picks in a deal or something like. Not Tyrese Maxey. I'm sorry,
1: Terrence um,
0: man in the contract. I mean, the, and that what what I mean. All you got is me? him and
1: Norman Powell. I I was literally like Norman Powell is honestly to me Norman Powell is the best asset they have. Robert Covington didn't even play for like the second half of last year at all. Yeah. Um, so. I, they just don't, ha- and nobody, We that's for sure. And we're not taking Russell Westbrook for, yeah. <laughs> for James Harden. So I I just don't, like, if it does happen, I, similar to what just happened with the Blazers, I definitely don't think it's going to be the team that he wants because the team that he wants can't put the best deal out there.
0: Mm.
1: So where are you thinking going to go?
0: If you had a, because it's going to be a contender.
1: And you're also dealing with, I, I don't know, but I feel like you're you're the main thing is you're dealing with also, you know, a lot of other teams. It would be easy to just be like, okay, well, we know we're not going to replace him in players, but we'll get X amount of picks and other stuff like that. But you know, you already have an an aging um, superstar who's injury prone. So the deeper we get into Embiid's career, I, you know, his knees are only going to get worse. And you're not you're in a time now where you have to really try and maximize right now versus trying to have any you know plans for three or four years down the line. Damn, if
0: Harden's not playing too, that's more minutes for Embiid. Like you said, injury prone, so a lot of wear and tear. And then when it's the time that matters the most, playoffs, yeah, playoffs, not gonna be worn down. That's what always happens. He gets worn down.
1: He need to come out and just average, like, 25 and stop trying to lead the league in scoring. Yeah. I mean, he got the MVP of the way now, so
0: now he just probably cares. Hitty MVP, too.
1: <laughs> Yoke really should have won the third in a row. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one, man.
0: Yeah, I because fe- I, I feel like Joel Embiid's at that point where he just wants to win now. Um, and I don't think he's going to be in that Dane type of situation. So I, I can see them if they, let's say, Because Joel Embiid's good enough with the talent excluding James Harden to get you to the playoffs, but I didn't see him getting knocked out the first round, and then he probably wants to force his way out too. Yeah. So we're going to see what happens with James Harden, man. Um, That's going to be interesting, man. So the Lakers had a media day, and LeBron James came out and flat out said that Anthony Davis is the face of the franchise as well too. And that's one thing I want to ask you, like, is it even possible – to overshadow LeBron. Like, obviously, LeBron's aging now, but for me, it's like, no. when we think of the new era, it's LeBron James. Like, whenever LeBron James is on a team, even if he plays bad, it's his players didn't play well enough. You know what I'm saying? There's always things centered around him as well, too. Is it even possible to be the face of the franchise? Like, I know Anthony Davis probably going to be the uh, – he's going to be the, the focal point of that offense, and they have enough, I think, depth where LeBron James – give you 20 to 24 points a game and just be more of a floor generally how James Harden is now um but what are your thoughts on that comment
1: yeah I think you know LeBron's smart he he always knows what he's doing Mm -hmm. um this is more of this is your team yeah versus like yeah, you can't be the, nobody but LeBron James, even if LeBron was on a team with Steph. I feel like he would still be the, the face of the team, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's just not a reality. But what is, is him again for the second time publicly trying to say, Hey, AD, take the torch, <laughs> right? Be the, be the the man on the team, be 40. Like, yes, bro. <laughs> Come like, on. Uh, that's that's really what I feel like he's putting him, you know, in that seat of. You should be the one who is the go-to, who's really getting us there, because you have that potential. You know, last year he was great, def- he was amazing defensively in the playoffs, and he, when he had the size advantage, he was great as well. But it's we need you to be consistently great on both ends, like you were in New Orleans and your first year here. Yeah, it's not as if that's you know asking like for something that he's never done before. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's, that's you know, the real thing is just trying to say this is your time uh, to finally, hopefully, take over. Yeah, we're going to see. I mean, the Lakers got,
0: like I said, Anthony Davis has the team built around him now. LeBron, D'Angelo Russell, Christian Wood, Torian Brins, uh, Gay Vincent, Austin Reeves, Jared Vanderbilt, Kenton Reddish, X, Y, and Z. So
1: they should be all right this year. Yeah, they I'm not going to lie, like they got a lot of quality role players
0: mm-hmm. who have been battle tested too yeah. in some shape or form. And cuz that, that was that was that was what mid-season trade. So now they they should come off to a a hot start, I think. We hope. <laughs> yes. But the West crazy, man. wild, wild West. Um I want yeah, to talk yeah. to you guys about the NBA player policy. So according to the NBA new policy uh, set to be implemented at the start of the season uh, for star players, that is players who have been named to an all-star or all-NBA team in the previous three seasons cannot miss nationally televised or playing games or be shut down without a valid reason. However, there are exceptions to the new policy specifically for players who are over 35 years old um, or have played at least 34,000 minutes in the NBA. So these players... Players that can receive this rest in those scenarios. There's obviously LeBron, Steph, KD, and I think James Harden uh, as well too. Uh, but what are your what are your thoughts on the NBA player uh, participation policy?
1: I think it's it's good for the league at large. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how it comes into play with a lot of players. Like for instance. They asked why about it at his yeah. day, day and he was like, well, I'm actually injured. And a lot of times, you know, there are there, of course, are times where they do list them as like rest or whatever. But a lot of times they'll just say, you know, he has a small injury. So mm. and so I wonder how that, you know, our teams just going to start listing things as energy injuries to get their players. Always off. opposed for sure. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but I think of course overall it's a good thing. Players need to play; that's what you're being paid for. It's it's a product, and it's you know for the fans. Okay,
0: okay. How excited are you about the the end season tournament? I mean, that's something that's something that's going to be new, and it's I feel like their pushes obviously you know for more viewership, uh, you know, fans to tap in earlier as well too, um, and obviously. You know, there's so many great teams. You know, so many you know narratives out there that it sucks that there can only be one champion. But I kind of like their model that they're kind of going, like you know, with the Premier League and Champions League and whatnot with the end season tournament within the NBA itself. But what are your thoughts on that this year?
1: I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> so we just got see. How I, uh, yeah, like. I, I really like. I I want to be excited for it. Yeah, but I really do think, for, at least for me, it's one of those things, and and. Until we see how this play this first one plays out, I I really don't know how to feel about it Mm -hmm. because it it's hard for me to really see the true significance behind it. But of course, I know like the teams are going to get some extra money and some other stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. what's going to really make are they going to play this with playoff intensity? Is this going to feel like you know one of those types of games?
0: Because AD was like, I mean, the West is already stacked. We want home court advantage, so like it's still a regular season game until you get to that actual the championship game, per se. It's still a regular season game, so we're going to want to win. We're going to want to fight for positioning, you know, so I think it works, maybe.
1: Yeah, I just think that it's 82 games. <laughs> <82's> a <laughs> it is a lot. And it's hard for – I think, you, of course, yeah, with that, they're trying to place more importance on some of these regular season games, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I just think it's hard for players to – you know have that same intensity as they have during the actual postseason. that's why i said we'll see mm-hmm. they might prove me wrong and then you know they know which of these games are going to supposed to be their cup games mm-hmm. and they play with crazy intensity and it's, it's really fun to watch and maybe those will be the games that you know people are more paying attention to and looking forward to mm-hmm. but i just think well you know we have to to wait and see how it plans out but i will give them credit. i feel like a Pretty much all the rule changes and additions and stuff like that the leagues had in the past couple of years have been great. So yeah, because I was
0: I was very unsure about you know the playing really, and now I love it. Uh, yeah, that's you know what I'm saying <laughs> shout out to Russ for making that hot because I remember the Wizards was down and he just went stupid, and that made me want to pay attention to six through ten seed
1: now. So. And then you got the it what it does that for sure the playing. Made the end of the season matter more. Yeah. Because a lot of those teams that were kind of on the bubble, that were like, oh, we'll just tank, now actually have more incentive to try and win games. Mm-hmm. And now you end up with, you know, this is only what the third, fourth year of the play in, and yeah. you have the Heat make it out of the play into the finals. Out of the play in as an eight seed. And the Lakers make it out of the play into the conference finals.
0: That's very true as well. too. I and mean, you had Ja one year knocked out the Warriors, who on paper, if there wasn't uh, you know, playing, they would have been in the playoffs. Yep. So anything can happen. I like it as well, too. Random, But oh, what was your thoughts on Jimmy Butler's new look, man? He had the emo look. You think he was just kind of going through because they weren't able to get Damian Lillard? I know last year he trolled, obviously, when he had the fake uh, fake dreads.
1: Bro is a troll. <laughs> troll? He already He's already back to his regular hair. Oh, for real? Yes, he just does this every year Media Day because he knows. <laughs> Whatever the picture. picture they take on media day is going to be the picture they have to use for him all year. He was looking like Prince He's MMO. ridiculous. <laughs> but I saw this. They had this video of uh, him taking his pictures with Bam and Tyler Hero. Uh, and Bam was like, bro, this is ridiculous. And he was like, hey, this is my Halloween. I, you know, I had to respect him. I'm like, hey, bro, you know, do you.
0: I mean, that would just... That just makes me think of the Chappelle show back in the day, where Prince just hooping and balling on niggas. Yes. I was like, yo, I kind of want you to keep this look and just game blouses, you know what I'm saying? That would have been kind
1: of lit, just cooking niggas like that. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, it would have been, been. It would be amazing if he actually like, even if it's just one or two games in these ridiculous hairstyles. But I do also get, it's you know when when he be on the court, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Killer. Straight killer.
0: Do you think the Nuggets can repeat? I mean, they lost Bruce Brown and Jeff Green. Uh, looks like Braun's going to have to take that next step. Jamal Murray is finally healthy going into the season, though, rehab. Um, And, you know, Jokers are reigning MVP. They make jokes, media day. Joker say he ba- ba- barely touched the basketball, but I know when you're a great player, you 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 there. we just not seeing it, but... I can kind of believe it, too. Um, but what are your thoughts on the Nuggets? You think they can definitely repeat as champions, man?
1: I mean, I'll say something about that, uh, him not touching the basketball thing real quick. What does he need to improve on? He Nothing. Can't, he, you know, his end of the day, he's as big as he is, so he can't, like, increase his foot speed to be an all-world defender. Mm-hmm. But he proved last year and throughout the playoffs and the finals that, like, I can at least be good enough. I'm not just, you know, I am I can block shots, I can be a brick wall, other things like that. But offensively, and that's why, to me, I, I think he should have won MVP again last year. There are zero holes in his game. Yeah.
0: Zero. And we already know he's not known for being a defensive player, so that's just what it is but you know when it's just straight post defense i mean like you say he's big as hell seven feet sometimes Man, he can angle strong. himself yeah. he can drive him to the baseline basically out of bounds he can
1: swipe so he's yeah. kind of slept on a little bit but yeah he he literally has no weakness i i, I mean especially like he was he was bodying up ad mm-hmm. the whole it's not like hey that's why i said when when ad was playing a lot of the smaller people he was going crazy but when he finally started actually having to bang with somebody his size, of course he still put up decent numbers, but it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. But, uh, to, to answer your original question, I think that the nuggets absolutely can repeat still because, you know, again, to me, and, you know, we'll see how this season plays out, but coming into the season, I feel like they have the best player in the league. Jamal Murray is another year, you know, removed from, um, any surgeries and finally coming into a season healthy. Michael Porter Jr. hopefully will continue to at least improve and play a little bit more consistently. Um, you know, they they did. Losing Bruce Brown was big, but I think that they can overall kind of make up for that. Mm-hmm. And especially, I mean, I look at the West. It's crazy. We say like in the East, I feel like there's two teams. And the West, I, I you know, it's it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot of good teams that I feel like have a shot, but I also think at the same time that means they're going to cannibalize each other in a way of the a lot of those good teams are going to be on the lower side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to have to play all of them in the playoffs. That's true. That's true.
0: Speaking of these teams, my next topic I wanted to ask you, who you think is going to be the favorite in the East and who you think is going to be the favorite in the West?
1: I think um, – it's gonna be the Celtics. I okay. mean, not the Celtics, the Bucks. The Bucks. I, okay. I do think it's gonna be the Bucks being the favorite, especially at least just going into the season. Mm-hmm. And I think the Nuggets have have to be the favorite in the West because nobody else did anything. Like Phoenix added um, Bradley Beal, yeah, but you know we'll see how that goes. But nobody else in the West did any, had any monumental moves. So, I can't put anybody at least preseason ahead of them. Yeah. Uh, what do you think?
0: I was going back and forth between the Bucks and the Celtics. Um, I just think the Bucs are, just especially having Dane, just a, a new form of life. I think they're just going to be hungry. And I feel like Giannis wants to write some wrong, especially the way they went out. So, as of right now, I probably got them as the favorites in the East and then the West. I know you're asking these players, like you said, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, um, Jamal's removed from health, but I don't I really about know you. about depth matters, man, especially for 82 game grind. But there's a classic saying: I like my WWE Triple H to beat the man. You got to beat the man. Right now, I'm kind of gravitating towards the Suns. Or the Lakers as being the favorites right now, I got, I got, I got, I got, I need a little sample size with the Nuggets to see how, because I feel like Bruce Brown's gonna really, really hurt them. Like people sleep on that, um, but that's just how it goes, man. People gotta get paid, but right now I'm a two way tie between the Suns and the Lakers right now.
1: Okay, yeah, as favorites right now. Uh, I definitely the the Lakers are always gonna be in the mix with the, you know having LeBron. I just am not sold on. I do like the Suns in that trade with DeAndre Ayton got a lot more defense and got got more role players, and I like Nurkic for them more than Ayton. But going back to injury prone, he is Nurkic, injury pro. yeah. I do
0: think you know, i was looking wow. it up. I don't remember the last time he played over sixty games.
1: Exactly. So That's a tough one. That
0: will be. Um, do you think he stays a little bit more healthier because of the trio that they have? So he's
1: no, because it's not like he was having to to do, do a whole lot. He was I know like, you know, Dame didn't they didn't have the same core around them, but it's he was already in a situation where he was around high volume scores. That's yeah, for sure. That's true. Um and he still I mean, but the, he was breaking his leg and other sh- other stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I don't even I don't even know if it had anything to do with his his workload. I just <laughs> bro it's brittle. Yeah. So that's and that's their only real size. Of course KD has size, but he has no strength yeah. in that regard. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, especially when Booker and Beale are not defensive players either. Mm-hmm. And honestly, just having three guys that all are used to having the ball in their hands, mm-hmm. and you know, not having an actual traditional point guard. Yeah, I mean, think uh, to me, there's just a lot more unknowns Unknown with, the
0: with them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. I always want to say the Clippers, but I mean, you have to. I believe in injury proneness, right? There's players that some players are just more likely to get injured, injured 100%. than others. Anybody can get hurt. But like I always moving forward, as much as I love Kawhi, it's just like, I got to wait till the playoffs time, but they did play well. Uh, after they got Russell Westbrook, Kawhi's minutes went up before PG went down. They're on a roll. But uh, that's the big unknown right there in a the perfect world. If they relatively healthy, they both play 60 games. I can see him getting the top 2-3 seed, but right now I ain't going to worry about that. Didn't quiet tear his ACL last year? Uh, so two years ago he tore his ACL, and then he had a little small meniscus tear. Okay, that's good. Cool. Um, so he, played,
1: he, he played a little bit in the playoffs, then he? He and played he two games.
0: Yeah, then he tore okay. his meniscus. But he said he's fully healthy, had a little cleanup procedure. He's good to go. We will sure, see. Bro. <laughs> sure, bro. Sure, <laughs> bro. So we will see. But, yeah, go back to what we said. Right now, I'm going to go with two-way tie Lakers, Suns in the West, and then in the East, the, the Milwaukee Bucks for sure. Also, people sleep real quick on – Sun. The I mean, the uh, Kings? Mm,
1: nah. Oh, really. what? Mm. Okay. They still have to be better on defense. Like, I – one, I, I don't – to me, Sabonis really got exposed. I don't think he's going to be an amazing playoff performer mm-hmm. Um, because it's – I mean, I feel like we see, especially in today's NBA, shooting just matters a lot. Um, and he doesn't really have a shot for real. Yeah. Um. So I I think and their 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 defense, I think there's a lot of teams that can score. They of course consistently have an amazing offense, but when it comes to the playoffs, a lot of other teams can step it up. So yeah. we'll see. But
0: Sabonis was also hurt last year in the playoffs, and Fox got hurt too. Yeah, but they were only what five games behind the Nuggets last year. The Nuggets lost their depth, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah, we'll <laughs> see. Yeah. But
1: uh But what team were you talking about? Sabonis got hurt during the playoffs though. He was already not playing amazing. That's true. For sure. Yeah. But uh the Pelicans. I don't see them. I'm not saying necessarily the same way title you, you view Kawhi, man. <laughs> that's how I'm viewing but that's, Zion. That's, that's, that's exactly. That's the key. Like, if
0: Zion is healthy. they were number one seed last year for a little bit before Zion got hurt, right?
1: They have a – they're one of those teams like, you know, when you have maybe that uh, one of those Cavs teams where they actually had people around LeBron, LeBron or even like this Lakers team where, you know, if you were to take LeBron off, they're not going to be a great team. But yeah. if you put him back in there, it's yeah. a perfect system around him. Yeah, And the team is perfect around Zion. He just has to actually want to be on the court. Want to be
0: on the court. Because <laughs> immediately they, the they, they kind of ask some questions like, basically they're trying to figure out, like, why weren't you playing last year? Yeah, we and we just kind of just float around that answer. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to see what happens with that. But I, that would be great. We need that. We need Zion.
1: Speaking of all this, I feel bad for Luca, bro, because he ain't in nobody's conversations. The Mavs aren't in. Nobody thinks that they're they're not, bro. They're, they're deep, gonna, Their team is terrible.
0: Yeah, Luca Kyrie sucks. gonna put you put you give you points. They're gonna score a lot, but they're not gonna get no stops. Like that's a terrible construction for that team. I love Kyrie, um, as a player, um, but they should have just at the time when Jalen Brunson was up for his extension. Give them that money for the love, and then you could have put more pieces around them, and they would have been
1: fine for the next three to five years. But Because Kyrie's contract is more than Jalen Brunson's, isn't it? Yeah. So what are you doing? And then they still got
0: Dwight Powell, um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Jr. Like his, Yeah, his role Hurtons, players They're just taking up all that money.
1: Like, ugh. Yeah. They, honestly, Mark Cuban is not uh, great at building teams. He's really not. He's just gotten lucky lucky twice in drafting generational (laughs) European players. (laughs) But for me, you won one ring with Dirk his whole time there, and the year after y'all won the ring, you traded everybody away. You did say that in the previous episodes, yeah. And then now with, with Luca, I mean, luckily Luca's still, what, 24 or something like that, so he still has time, but you haven't put anything amazing around him either. Jalen Brunson was a second-round pick, so I feel like, again, that's a success story, but not something – not a case of you really adding in an asset that you thought was about to, you know, be a difference maker off the bat.
0: Sometimes investments aren't good Um, because on paper it would have been nice to have had Porzingis paired with Luka and then Brunson and then you build around them, but – I think it's gonna be one of those other things too. The how we just talked about Embiid earlier, Luca gonna probably be like, yo, <laughs> I'm out. I don't know. When have we ever actually seen Luca? international might be, player like demand out type shit? I a lot of
1: people we, like to say, oh, he's gonna be a for life for Dallas, but he he wanna to win too. Luca might be another one of those guys. I mean, we'll see, but I and it's very early, but Luca might be another one of those guys who has all the regular season accolades and all that and either never gets to the finals or doesn't win one.
0: Yeah, that sucks. Um, Are there any young players you are excited to see this upcoming season that could possibly have a breakout year? Um, And I say young players, excluding rookies.
1: Okay, I was going to say, because everybody's excited. (laughs) I I think that's going to be crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, luckily, I'm a, I'm a Pistons fan. I'm from Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, we got all of our team. I'm excited to see if Cade hopefully will be back and be healthy this year. Uh, Jaden Ivey I think is going to be better. Duran is going to be better. That that whole team is just full of young players. And even though I know we're not speaking of rookies, but I'm Thompson I think is going to be dope too. So, I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see what happens in Houston with Jalen Green. Because to me, this is about the year where hopefully he should actually be proven that he's more than just uh, points. Yeah, And OKC. Because at least out of out of all the young teams, OKC is the closest to contention. So I think they could really make some noise or at least disrupt a lot of people's seasons next year.
0: Mm. Okay, okay.
1: Because Giddy, I think Shai is already
0: established. Yes. Yeah, and it's, he's media Darling right now. Yeah, it's hard for me if to see. If they get a four C go fuck around and give him MVP. Yeah, I was <laughs> it's, it's hard
1: for me to see him averaging more than he did last year. And if he does, yeah, he's definitely gonna win first team or something like that. But yeah. I'm more excited to see, you know, what happens with Giddy and um Jalen Williams and shoot the other Jalen Williams they got to. Mm-hmm. Holmgren finally gonna get to play. So, rookie. Yeah. How do you feel about that?
0: Because like, it all it, it opened my eyes when it was Donovan Mitchell versus Ben Simmons, it's like, yeah. can you really count Chet as a rookie? Because he hasn't played, but he still has had time to actually work on his game, have time to see what it is to be a professional, actually travel with the team, figure out everything, as opposed to just being tossed into the fire.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit unfair, but I at the same time, if you don't play a single minute in your NBA rookie season year. and it's because of an injury uh-huh. to me, your your rookie me. That's like your first year playing if you didn't play.
0: Cause I mean, but we seen, like we said, Ben Simmons, we seen Blake Griffin come in and just dominate,
1: you know what I'm saying? A rookie NBA, year. Yeah. yeah. So, but also to me, part of that is if you look at rookies back before it was one and done, they used to come in and be really good that's true. because they were older. And they actually took time. Like, now we draft so many players off of potential and being able to develop them into those players. Mm -hmm. Where when you're already older and you're in your grown man body and other things like that, like, you're going to come in better.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I guess to answer my question for breakout young players, I'm thinking young players like 24-and-under type shit. In the West, you kind of already took – I was thinking about Josh Giddy a little bit too, but I think he might be a good six man if – if, uh, what's the coach's name? Can't think of the coach's name right now. Phoenix coach. What's his name? I forgot who they hired. Right. The old Lakers coach. Oh,
1: Ham? No, no not before that. Who's that? Vogel.
0: Frank Vogel. Hey, man, they always talk about freaking nature's Bobo. Who knows? Maybe he might. Is he still in Orlando? He's in Phoenix now. Oh, he's in. Oh. So I'm th- he might be sixth man, potentially. I've seen glimpses. That's my pick. In the in the Western conference in the East, I want to see what Jordan Poole talking about in Washington. He's gonna be the number one option. So I I just I just I just wanna see it.
1: He about to just be Bradley Beal. <laughs> I can score a bunch of points, my team gonna suck. Like <laughs> that's all they did. So those would be my two right there. I feel bad for just as a side, but I feel bad for Washington because they really actually had a squad when John Wall before John Wall got injured. Yeah, And since then, it's been nothing.
0: Shit show. Yeah.
1: yeah. They just got, from the top down, just start over.
0: <laughs>
1: but they're another one of those teams, like, we talk about Portland starting over. I see potential. I see all of that. Like, yeah, they brought in Jordan Poole, and we'll see what he's going to gonna turn into, but I really still don't see any type of direction from Washington right now. Nah.
0: That's tough. Um, I also love my boy Tyrese Halliburton. I'm excited to see him this year with the that team going. I don't know what they're gonna. I think they're gonna be a playing team, but they're gonna be fun to watch. Um, yeah, how we like sure. the Kings? I think they're gonna put up a lot of points. Um, breakout rookies. I mean, I'm sure we have the consensus with with uh, Wimby.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm of course most excited to see him, but I am also very excited to see how Scoop plays and the Thompson Twins, especially the one in Houston.
0: Because sorry about uh. What's homie's name that's done now on Houston? Michael Kevin oh, Porter Jr.? Kevin
1: Porter Jr., yeah. that's So crazy. this is a blessing in disguise for Thompson. Yeah. yeah. about to get, have him way more minutes. Because I feel like
0: Fred Van Fleet kind of had with that J.J. Reddick deal he had with Philadelphia 76ers, got paid a lot up front. Um, But as seasons progress, as long as he's on that contract, his role is going to kind of decrease oh, yeah. significantly.
1: Yeah. Because he's already older, too. Mm-hmm. But I think that, uh, yeah, it. I'm really, for me, I just, like, you don't see twins drafted in, like, the top six of the, the draft, That's let true. alone both of them being successful. So mm-hmm. I think that would be really, really dope if both of them end up. And so far, honestly, in preseason, they both look great. Yeah. I mean, summer league.
0: Yeah, so especially the Rockets one. I like them a lot. Yeah. We're going to see. All right, and our last segment of the day, real rapper cap. So we can go ahead and get started. Real rapper cap, Joel and B will request a trade by the trade deadline.
1: Cap, I don't he's not he's not that type. At least definitely not during the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe something might happen after the season, but I just don't see him He's not at that game level yet. Yeah. Dame went through it for a lot longer before he finally, <laughs> <decade>. you know, <laughs> um, and just in, especially in terms of the way he talks, he, the way he talks all the time is like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. So, uh, and of course I know that's hard to believe with some of these players, but I want to say cap. you <laughs> say
0: cap too. I, I don't think he wants added, uh, you know, shots his way um, as well too. I think he's a professional. And if anything, it will be in the off season as well too. So I have to agree with you. Real rapper Cap, the Grizzlies will be safe out west without Ja to start the season.
1: Cap, cappuccino, cappuccino. Yeah, this is not this. this Uh, the west is stacked, Mm -hmm. the west is deep, and I like we're saying, they're not all necessarily teams that I feel like can win the title, but there are teams that can definitely take a lot of your wins away, can be problems, Mm -hmm. and so it's especially. I'm looking at the standings right now, like. It was so bunched up between 40 and 50 wins last year. Mm-hmm. You have nine teams, you mm-hmm. know, within that frame. So it, it, even looking at the Lakers, like, it took a lot for them to be able to fight their way back up to seven from a bad start. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they're going to be okay. I think for sure they're going to make the playoffs, or at least for sure the play-in, which I think they'll make the playoffs as well. But I don't think this is another one of their fifty-win seasons.
0: I think they'll stay afloat and be above five hundred just because of history. Um, I was looking up a stat. I think they're let's see thirty-seven to twenty-four without Ja ever since he's been hurt. Sixty percent win percentage. Granted, they lost Dylan Brooks, um, but added Marcus Smart. I don't know if D Rose is gonna play or not. Obviously, Justin JJJ is gonna uh, step up his game. Desmond Bain got paid. Uh, it seemed like they got a great coach. So. I'm going to say real rap They'll They'll stay afloat. Um, and then when Ja comes back, uh, probably, yeah, like you said, they're probably going to fight for, fight for playing for sure. Um, real rapper cap. The end season tournament will be competitive. Like the playoffs.
1: Right now I'm gonna say cap. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't think, you know, the incentive is there, but kind of like I was saying earlier, I'm, I'm hoping to be proven wrong. Um, We'll see. You know what happens.
0: Okay. Real rapper Cap. Wimby will be rookie of the year.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say real rap. <laughs> you ain't sound too confident with that. I mean, I think it is – Chet is really, like, the same profile as him. I, of course, I, I know Wimby is more – he's more athletic. You know, can, he's taller. He can do some of these things. But they're both kind of like these freaks in nature. Type dude, and I think a lot of the role that Wimby, like I don't know if they're gonna ask him to be the guy, the guy right away,
0: and that's how I feel about Chet too. Because you got the J, the J William, the William brothers. I mean, the William uh, J Williams. Yep. you got Shea, Shea, and then you got Giddy.
1: Yeah, but I think it, in that same regard, it's gonna be even if they don't ask him to do as much, it's gonna be easier for him because he's going to be playing next to a lot of talent. yeah. So he's going to have a lot more open looks, a lot better setups and other things like that. Mm-hmm. And then now Dame is gone. I think Scoot, scoot is yeah, going to have free too. range. So I, I don't, for me, I think that Wimby is going to be the best rookie, but I don't know necessarily if he's going to be rookie of the year. Mm. Okay. So if you had to do rookie of the year, you think he's going to Scoot? I think he. I think just opportunity wise, he does and have in the position the best. he plays too. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's the he's going to be the point guard.
0: I'm gonna go with Scoot. Yeah, I think Scoot going to be rookie of the year too. That's my pick. Yeah, he's gonna have more touches.
1: Because also, I feel like Wimby, in a similar way to Giannis, needs to to you know a year or two to bulk up as well mm-hmm. to really be. You know, I feel like you know who he can be. Yeah. What position do you i mean i know it's positionless but like
0: what position do you see him playing like in the long run basically like a power
1: forward yeah four or five i think you know he'll definitely play a lot of five because he's going to be the tallest person on the court at all times no matter what mm. um but i think to start off like a lot of these guys i think to start off he's probably played the four just because he's kind of slight but um Probably they'll I know they'll wanna move him down to the five if they can. But I think they still have Podal. I oh, know they traded him to the
0: Raptors. Back to the Raptors, yeah.
1: Yeah. So Yeah, that actually leaves it even more open for him.
0: Random, but I forgot another player I was interested to see. They like to compare him to Zabonis slash Joker was the center for the Rockets. Uh Sengun. Yeah. I wonder how he's gonna get utilized by um what's the hey, coach's name? Udoka. Yeah.
1: They they always want to compare yeah. All these European, players, European players, man, I, yeah. I, I don't... But he, he looks good. He he definitely isn't bad. He can't shoot. Mm-hmm. Th- he doesn't have a three-point shot. Oh, yeah, Sabonis has a Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he's, he's skilled. He's very highly skilled, which, you know, that's the thing you're going to give him a lot of these European players because they tend to really learn the game of basketball because they can't just rely on athletic- athleticism. But... Uh, I don't know if I see, like, a, a super breakout year for him because he's, again, one of those players. A lot of his minutes being capped has to do with defensive limitations. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be a great team, but I think they are going to be trying to win games. Yeah. So, you know, unless he he's improved there, it's hard to keep him on the court for extended periods of time.
0: Okay. Okay. Real Rapper Cap James Harden will play another game for Daryl Morey.
1: <laughs> I don't know if James Harden going to play this season. Oh, we're going to get the John Wall treatment. I I really don't know. But the thing is, if he doesn't show up, he's not going to get paid, right? Well, I think yes, he doesn't get paid, but also he can't sign with anybody else. If you hold out in the last year oh, of your contract, you do CBA, right? Yes, then you Damn. can't sign. He can't even sign with the foreign league. They'll still own his rights. So it's like he is really. He has to show up. either He has to either show up or get traded. It don't look like he's getting traded. Wow. I feel like if he had been less messy about this, he could have got traded because then teams would have wanted to give up more. But because you made this such a public thing, you've driven your value so low that the asset that you are, it just doesn't make sense for us to trade you for pennies on the dollar. That's true.
0: Last but not least, ran a real rapper cap. Team USA will win the Olympics
1: next year. Oh, that's, that's, that's that's real
0: rap.
1: <laughs> Everybody want to hop in. again. I mean, last year in Tokyo, or two years ago in Tokyo, we really just had Tatum, KD, and Book, I think, and the rest of the team was kind of average. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot more, and we still, you know, we won then. And we have a lot more stars that are at least saying that they want to play now. And I think we're also in a good period of a lot of young players are coming into better, more of their primes or better stages of their career, and usually a lot of the young players want to play too. So I, I think they're really well-positioned to at least have a, a deep talent pool. Mm-hmm. And I'm not worried about, even if, say, right now, today, I feel like the best player in the world is Jokic, and so we won't have him on our, te- on our team. Collectively. collectively, nope. like, he's the only one. You know, like, again, he's the only one from his country that's probably going to be playing. Same with Lucas. The only real NBA player from his country is going to be playing versus we're going to have as many all-stars and all-NBA players as we want. Yeah. So,
0: And if if GM has anything to say about it, uh, that team's going to be good. I'll, I'll, I'll probably just have, like, Eric Sposher
1: or be the be the coach. I think still Greg Popovich right now. I
0: thought it was Steve Kerr. It was Steve Kerr just for the, the World, World Cup? Cup. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I hope it's Greg. That that would be great. Um, <laughs> but Steve Kerr be wilding. Uh, we're gonna see. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I just they should win. So I'm gonna say real rap, But I'm, I'm gonna be excited to see Team Canada. Um,
1: Canada is getting a lot better.
0: Canada's gonna be good. France you can never count them out. Argentina's always solid, and we'll see what the, uh, Australia does. Ben Simmons says he wants to play. We never knew let Kyrie Irving, let him play. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be interesting. But any 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 closing remarks or anything you want to say for episode one thirty four, season three, the beginning?
1: Uh man, just looking forward to the the start of the season. Loving football season right now. But the best time of the year for me is when we got both going on. Are You a Lions fan? I am. Yes. So it's finally I, I finally fuck a with
0: good year. Jared Gosling. That's my guy.
1: Yeah, I I really. Uh I, I hate it on Jared Goff and I still kinda do, but we have a really good team. Mm-hmm. So You be airing them up out. You do, you do. Y'all should win the division. Yeah, especially I mean Green Bay ain't Green Bay anymore and the Chicago the, Bears is, are, is,
0: the Vikings. Ugh.
1: Yeah, so Yeah. Finally, I think it's finally our time.
0: Okay. Okay. Any hot takes with the with the NFL? Uh <laughs>
1: I Think everything goes
0: through San, San Fran in the in the NFC.
1: Oh yeah, I got man, I got Christian McCaffrey on one of my fantasy teams. He got me like forty points last week, bro. Um, yeah, the, the Niners are stacked. Yeah. Crazy. I think that what they did with Trey Lance is really wild and fucked up. But um I think that they're the best position right now. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, injuries always, especially in the NFL, come into play, but I
0: think it's a collision course set for 49 is verse. I'm biased. Ravens. I'm. I was gonna say the Bills, but they lost. Davis White. That's gonna suck. It's
1: um, crazy. I knew he tore his shit as soon as it happened because he looked. They what they say every time is it feels like somebody like hit them. you on exactly, and he looked back at his shit like who. And a day later, I was like, yep. Yeah, so we're going to see that defense. And he just tore his ACL. I think it might be a wrap for him, which sucks. Yeah, that's two in a row, right? But he did get a contract right before, so at least that's good. Yeah.
0: Damn. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 134, a.k.a. the start of season three of the season show. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Excited for this NBA season to take off, and we're going to see what is in store. Carl Conyers, make sure to follow him on Instagram, all forms of social media at the Caesar Show at Sir Caesars. Shout out to Paying for always being that guy behind the scenes.
1: Definitely, and we Man.
0: out.